Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I am of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you on the show as always. Thank you. And and uh, equally important, you know, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, tuning in for another episode of Sports Urban Legend. And um, if you want to get your voice heard. Feel free to call in. Uh, that's 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. And, um, of course, you know, on this show, we're going to be talking about um, the upcoming series with the Yankees and the Red Sox battling out for their 1,000th time in their, in their <laughs> history, seemingly. Um, you know, we're also going to talk about the pay-per-view with Triple H versus Undertaker for the 1,000th time in their history. <laughs> and well, yeah, we're getting a, tr- a trend here. It's a, it's a rivalry episode. It's the rivalry episode here, and um, we're gonna talk about um, you know the the the, the Jets, um, you know battling uh, the just battling uh, Denver Broncos at home at MetLife Stadium. Uh, we're also gonna talk about um, you know we're gonna preview Giants um, facing Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. And uh, you know, most importantly, your number, your your um, your you know, the phone number is nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. And we uh, sure to, as always, we're gonna give you that uh, um, super showdown pay per view event uh, preview our picks. So stay tuned for that. But um. You know what? Let's just let's just dive into um, the Yankees baseball, and um, no surprise there. The Yankees advanced. Stop me if you heard this before. But the Yankees mm-hmm. got out of the first round, and um, you know they they whooped Oakland A's behind. You know, for for a team that's supposed to be athletics, you know they 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 got whooped into shape by the Yankees, man, and it was even close. And and to, that game, man, last night, it just proves why, without a shadow of a doubt, I hate bullpen. I capital letters, bold letters, italics, underline it. I hate bullpenning, and this is this is why why bullpen bullpenning is a dumb idea. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you you guys listening, you're you're huge. Ninety five percent of you guys listening are huge. Sports fans, so you know what I'm talking about. But for the five percent who aren't into baseball or in, are into into sports, and you just want to check it out, let me explain it to you. Bullpenning is basically um, normally you have a starter. That's the the usually your your top five best pitchers who who begins the game, pitches at least five innings uh, to qualify for the win, goes seven, maybe even completes the game at nine which is a rarity nowadays. But nowadays, you know, with the bullpen, the bullpen is usually you're not so great 
um, pitchers in, in your in your on your team, with the exception with the closer who who ends the game. But bullpenning, what bullpenning is, is just basically reinventing the wheel with a triangle. It may look nice, it may look flashy, but at the end of the day, it's not going to get you nowhere. Because bull, bullpenning, this is, this is why Oakland lost the game from Jump Street. They started, what, Luke Hendricks, a guy in the, in the, in the bullpen who doesn't even have a win this year. He has a losing record. I think he's 0-1 with like a, a 4 ERA. And they got, they, they got this guy starting. They have all these bullpen people pitching. They didn't even have a starter. I mean, come on. They didn't, yeah. even get up to, they didn't even get up to a good start because they even have a starter on the mound. Are you kidding me? This, this is why baseball, in my opinion, has, has made some, some horrible moves in the recent year. For one, interleague every single day. That's just – it's a joke. It, it really uh, diluted the, the, um, the novelty of the interleague play that started in 97. Now it doesn't mean anything because you don't know – unless if you're watching the schedule, you don't know who you're facing. Back in the days, like in the, the late 90s, from 97 to like maybe four years ago, when you were like you, – I used to look forward to the um, interleague play because you'd have that two-week period like in, in, Janu- in June or July where you're going to play for two weeks. You're going to fight like four or five teams and twice in your, 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 your um, interleague rival. And then, you, you, you know, you play, uh, you know, since I'm a, you know, I'm a Mets fan, I have a National League team, we play DH for two weeks, and I'm, I think it's cool. You know, it gives a little novelty. But nowadays it's like one week you're, you're, in, you're, in, Do- you're in L.A. in Dodger Stadium. The next series you could be against, um, I'm trying to think, you could be against Baltimore Orioles. And then, like, this, just this week, just this month, uh, this past month, Mets was battling the, 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 um, the Red Sox in Fenway, which I had no problem with that. You know, I thought it was cool. But it would have been good if they would have had all the interleague stuff all at once. You get it out the way. And then, you, you know, you deal with the regular season. You battle within your division. Now it's just a yeah. joke. And now it's a big – now this whole bullpen thing is even worse than that decision. What's your thoughts on bullpenning and – the Yankee series. Well, the bull, the bullpenning, you know, the Rays uh, took it to a whole new level this year by using it in a lot of games. Especially, it seemed like every time they pitched us, they were bullpenning. But um, I don't mind the bullpenning in the regular season. But when it comes to playoff time, I mean, you gotta have your best pitcher out there. You know, you can't be using different middle relievers. You know, <laughs> risking the game or trying to rely on them. And you know, changing pitchers every two innings or so. So I mean, I thought it was a dumb strategy. You know, I mean, I I get, I guess the A's thought that you know they could bullpen <laughs> smoking river mirrors. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess they could. You know, they thought it would tr- you know somehow throw us off. <laughs> you know, different guys coming out of the bullpen throwing at different velocities and different speeds, and that might you know that probably could have held down the Yankees, but. I mean, the Yankees hit hard balls. That's what they do. You know, <laughs> they hit a lot of home runs. So when you got guys coming out of Wolfen throwing, you know, ninety five plus, Yankees are going to feast on that. Exactly. You know? 
I, and I'm with you. The only way this would have made sense is if they had a knuckleball like Ari Dickey on the mound pitching. Well, I mean, he would have been pitching five innings, so it wouldn't be a bullpen game. But if you had somebody like people that are like so different, like, you know, you got Ari Dickey, who's a knuckleballer. You got like, um, like Chad Bradford, like when he was pitching, uh, you know, a decade ago or so, you know, he was a submarine guy. Or Young Kim. Well, wait a minute. That's not a good example because he's he uh, <laughs> he doesn't do too good against the Yankees. So maybe, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like a sidearm or someone. Like you have a different look. You got a hurler. You got a soft tosser. You got a Tom Glavin, who's a, a you know a control pitcher. You know what I mean? Like you, that, then that would kind of make sense to me. But if everybody coming out of the pen is a right-hander throwing 95, 100 miles per hour fastball, it's not. And they can't have command of their other pitchers. Like I mean, it's the same thing. It's like it's like facing nine pitchers, nine versions of Armando Benitez. You know, <laughs> different innings. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the postseason is not the time to get fancy. I thought A's were trying to be too fancy there. They should. I mean, and I guess they didn't have a faith in their starting pitching. You know, where they had to rely on their bullpen. You know, but. Yeah, I mean, Yankees took advantage of some of the guys out of the pen yep. and scored, uh, you know, seven runs, including uh, two home runs in the game last night. So, yep. See, that I hope A's learned a valuable lesson. When you try to get too cute, you might end up not getting asked to the prom. Yeah, but A's, <laughs> so, A's to that credit, they had a good season. You know, they were they were a dangerous team. You know, but. Yeah, it had to, it had to end that way, you know. Yeah, I mean credit to, credit to the Yankees, man. I mean they did what they had to do, you know. Yeah. And it's a, I mean this is gonna go down as a, a blunder, you know. They they were already at a disadvantage, you know. Obviously, payroll wise, you know, you know Billy Bean has always been, uh, you know, he he's been the the father of um of Moneyball. Money ball. And you know, getting people, you know, quality players at a at a budget at a um a bargain rate. But this was, I mean, come on, man. They 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 try to reinvent the wheel, and it it just it, it just blew up in their face. Now they now they now they now they're just now they're saving their pitcher for game one of the ALDS, but he's never going to pitch now until you know, hopefully next year if they get that far. You yeah, know. they'll trade people during the off season, knowing the age. Exactly, exactly. And who knows? There's rumors. Maybe even the Mets might try to lure him to be their GM, which I don't think is going to happen. But I mean, he did play for the Mets briefly, but mm-hmm. um, I don't see it happening. But you know, we'll get into the um, Mets Mets uh, GM chase uh, momentarily, but um. Yeah, it's uh, to me them the the Oakland A's bullpenning bullpenning it. I mean the bullpen thing just really jumped the shark, and to me it's just as horrible as the Nationals, you know, basically shutting down Strasburg after he was having a career year, um, just so he won't pitch in the postseason, and you know he won't injure himself in the postseason. I mean, <laughs> and that, and now they're still they still are looking. They still are, are, are um, you know, reaping what they sow from doing that. Now, yeah. you know, Bryce Harper most likely is going to leave. Strasburg is, you know, he's a phenomenal pitcher, but he's always injury prone. 
And it looks like it's the end of an era for the Nationals. You know, once if um if um you know Bryce Harper leaves them, which I assume he will. I assume he's gonna either sign with the Phillies or the team he grew up rooting for. And of course, we all know who that team is because everybody wants to wear this team's colors. Would you like to take a lucky guess what team it is? Oh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, I don't know if that's gonna happen. You know. Do you know what the team? Do you know what the name of the team it is that he that he grew up before he even played? Well, I mean, yeah, of course it's the Yankees. We all know that, but but here's the thing. Here's the here's the problem with that though. You know. (laughs) Miguel Andahar might actually be better than Bryce Harper, you know. Miguel Andahar having is having one of the best Yankee rookie seasons since Aaron Judge of last year. So, <laughs> yeah, I, with the I don't Yankees, know. You know, it's a long time when they have yeah. all good players. I mean, so few and far between. Yeah, I mean, and wait, um, Bryce Harper he plays right field, right, or is it third base? I forget. Uh, no, right field. He plays right field, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. my is certainly right. Yeah, so I mean, and also, you know, with the Yankees, we have Aaron Judge, we have uh, Aaron Stanton. Hicks. Stanton. So I, I don't think there's gonna be room for Bryce Harper unless he wants to just be H. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't see that happening. But hey, maybe another New York team could get him. The Mets, if they spend money, you nah, know, I don't, Mets spending money, nah. Plus, I don't see him coming to the Mets. I mean, you know, he's he's our rival. You know, I don't I don't see him coming. That that doesn't know. matter. I mean, you know, money talks. If you offer a guy money, it doesn't matter if he's a rival or not. True, 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 true. That's very true. According to the Mets, uh, Jeff Wilpon said a few days ago, you know, if the Mets do spend money, wink, wink, it will be, you know, it it'll be based upon you know, the, the, who the new GM is and if they want to spend the money. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, they'll hire somebody, the best qualified person, um, you know, to, to lead the team. And they'll, they'll let them, ha- you know, spend the wallet, you know. Hopefully this is a person who's, you know, who, you know, who has experience in the game, who has instincts. And basically, you know, he's not going to foolishly spend. You know, he can do some, you know, some money ball, you know, like cost-effective moves, but not afraid to, to make that big splash, you know. Yeah. Kind of like Manaya was, you know, um, you know, in the early 2000, like, uh, what, 2005 or so, when he mm-hmm. signed Beltran and Pedro. I mean, Beltran was a, was a great signing. Pedro, I mean, he, he pitched, I'd say, two out of the four years, but he was a leader on the team, you know. And then he, of course, made the trade for Delgado. You need a guy who, who has, you know, who who wants to make a splash, the right splash, you know what I mean? Right. And get guys who who, who um who aren't afraid by the bright lights of New York. Because yeah, if you can perform in New York, man, I mean, you, you're, you're instantly a superstar. Yeah, you're definitely got that right. So hopefully, whoever they get, um, that's you know that's the case. You know, there's rumors that they might get um, Gary LaRock, who used to be in the Mets organization. Um, I'm trying to think of who else they 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 were looking into. Um, 
Um, Jim Duquette's uh, um, cousin, Dan Duquette from the Orioles. Oh, yeah, um, Buck Showalter got fired too. So uh, Jeff Wilpon also said that, the um, you know, Mickey Calloway might still be fired if that's what the new GM wants. So as of right now, Calloway is penciled in, you know, to be the Mets manager. But as we all know, when you pencil something in, you could easily erase it with the eraser. So if they get a new, <laughs> right. so if they get a new you know, GM, which 99% of GMs want to hire their own manager because inheriting a manager who's a lame duck manager, you know, it, it, it's never a good situation because the next year they end up firing the, 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 ma- the lame duck manager anyway. So right. I think the, manager, the GM is going to want a clean house. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, let's um, shift gears um, the, with the Jets. And, uh, you know, this, this weekend they're going to be hosting – they're going to be hosting uh, Denver at, at, at home. So, man, they've been, they've been losing – man, they've been losing a lot of games, man. They've been losing three, three, you know, three games in a row right after the the season opener. So they really need to turn this around. What's your your thoughts about uh, this this coming weekend? Uh, Well, you know, they play the Broncos. Broncos haven't been lighting it up. And Broncos haven't been good defensively as they've been in the past, you know, several years. But um, Jets right now, I mean, Jets look confused. I mean – Absolutely. Darnold, after week one, Darnold has looked lost, you know. Yep. Um, he keeps getting you know, progressively worse every week. Yeah, I think they probably should have held on to um, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, that's what I was thinking, too, from Jump Street. Before they you even know? made the trade, I think they got a what, third third round pick for, for him. I thought they yeah. could have kept him as insurance. Yeah, or even but, have him – he should have probably started the season and then – and let Darnold start maybe the second half or you know yeah that would be next a, season that could have been another that could have been another option too but at the very minimum they should have had Terry Bridgewater on this team just in case yeah you yeah, know I mean, I mean Darnold it's uh, you know he's making a lot of mistakes so he he needs to get back on track he needs to find somewhere to get him back on track. And I think it's the offense too. The, the the offense is too conservative, man. They're not they're not letting him, you know, take chances. I mean, he has that that um, you know, that um, chemistry with, with Quincy. But then that, you know, you know, he needs to he needs to get you know um acclimated with um with Robbie Anderson. Yeah, because he's too predictable. I mean, that's his, you know, that's his, you know, his go-to guy. You know. And they've been working. Yeah. You know, they need to they need to um diversify the offense because it's been horrible. It's been absolutely dreadful. And um they made they made uh Bortles, man, look like <laughs> look like a, a Hall of Famer, like he's Joe Montana or, or, or John Elway or somebody like that, man. I yeah, mean well, come on. Bortles Bortles is you know, he's not great, but he could be good, especially when he's given time. He'll mm-hmm. he'll light you up, you know. So he's 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 a good quarterback. He's not great, but yeah, when he has some time to throw, uh, you know, he'll he'll tear 
tear apart a defense. And he showed it. He definitely showed it because it was not even close at all. Yeah, brutal, I mean, a brutal game. This week, the Jets just have to, you know, um, they're going to have to, the offense, man, they, they're going to have to mix and match some things, you know. That, get that get the running, running game, game started. Yep. Yeah. See, great minds think alike. I wish, yeah. I wish our bowls. You know what I told the offensive coordinator about this man because they need <laughs> they need they need to get that running that running gun offense going, that ground and pound offense, and yep. then and then you and then um you know. Throw some throw some hail marys, you know. Get the get the the um the defense, you know, staggering a bit. Because yeah, especially against the Bronco defense has been struggling so far. Yeah. So they 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 need to get their act together. Oh, this is gonna turn to another another tough day at the office for the young Darnold. Yeah. And um, shifting gears, uh, the Giants, man, they're they're also going to a tough time too. They're gonna try to avoid a two-game losing streak when they uh they face the the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you know this uh, we need to get this game badly. You know, last game. I, I thought they came out came out real aggressive against the Saints, you know. You know, they scored first, the first touchdown. But then from there, you know, the offense just staggered. You know, they didn't do much. And the Saints just went wild in the second half. I mean, Kamara, I think he scored like, what, three touchdowns in that game, if I'm, if I'm wrong, two or three touchdowns or something like that. So, you know, they just let that game get away from them. And, you know, the, the defense didn't look good in the second half at all. But neither did the offense. The offense didn't produce. Uh, Eli just, I don't know, man. He was getting protection, but he just wasn't making the throws that he should have. So, so, you know. They, so, in other mm-hmm. words, you're saying that the Saints came marching in on your defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and much more. You know, the offense didn't do much either. So, hopefully, you know, it gets something going in this game against the Panthers. But the Panthers, you know, they're a good defensive team. And, you know, they have a lot of weapons. You know, they have, of course, Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey at running back, you know, and they're wide out. So, they've got weapons. So, you know, this is going to be another tough game. And that, most definitely, man. Uh, you know, the Giants need to get their act together, man, you know. They're gonna be free yeah. to Cam Newton. You know, a guy who who was in the Super Bowl just a few years ago. So yeah, but I hope he don't have a, a game like that. So uh, shifting gears uh, before we talk about the the WWE pay per view event, um, I don't know if you heard that um, the Knicks, uh, you know, prospect um, um, Mitchell Robinson, he he sprained his his ankle. Um, the last game, I think it was yesterday. Oh and, man! Yeah, he was playing well. I mean, lately, I don't. Um. So, you know, he he was playing well. He got injured early. So far, I mean, the Knicks. I think they, they're. I think they're undefeated in the 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 um, the preseason. I think they beat. I think it was Wizards. They beat Wizards and Nets so far. Oh. Okay. Um, obviously, it's preseason, and you know the, the Knicks. The Knicks' dream of having Kyrie Irving looks like it's going up in smokes, as you know, I feared because, um, you know, Kyrie Irving apparently told 
Celtics season ticket owners that he, he, he intends on resigning with them. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if and when he uh, signs on the deadline to resign, which makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you got that storied um, franchise with the Celtics, second only to the Lakers, even though Celtics does have one championship more than their longtime NBA rival. But, you know, it's going to be tough if, if uh, Kyrie Irving, I mean, he was still in Cleveland or, you know, he was on another, like, small-town type team. I could see him, you know, making the jump from, you know, a small market team to, you know, to the Knicks, to New York. Right. But Celtics is like – Celtics is, you know, as close as you could get to New York. Yeah. You know, so – you know, if he could if he could do well in uh, in Boston, he could definitely do well in New York. But um, yeah, he got a a definitely a ready made team in Celtics, a young nucleus. So um, yeah, it doesn't look good that he's gonna he's gonna um, make the jump to New York, right? And take that step back. So it is what it is. Oh, but uh, one more thing about the Knicks. They recently had a pep talk uh, by uh, Patrick Ewing, you know, the new Georgetown head coach, you know, playing for – coaching his alma mater. And basically it was Fisdale's idea because, you know, he wants – you know, he wants to link the, his, the, 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 the history with the, um, you know, with the current team, you know, so they can embrace, like he said, you know, the DNA of the Knicks, you know, so, you know, Knicks definitely, they desperately need to reestablish their identity of being a, a defensive-minded team. And what came as a result of that in the 90s and in the 70s, and I guess you could even say in the 50s as well, when they went to three straight NBA title, uh, NBA finals that year, those years, that they have a history of winning. They may have a lot of losing seasons sandwiched in between, but they've had They've had some success in the in the um in the postseason. Unfortunately, they only have two titles to show for it. But you know, Knicks are one of the storied franchise in NBA history. Obviously, they've been on a lot of hard times for nearly twenty yeah. years. But Knicks gotta reestablish their history. I thought that was definitely cool for them to get Ewing to give them that pep talk. You know, have some. Yeah. Those Nick veterans, because uh, I know uh, you know they've the Knicks usually uh, they'll have uh, someone like Larry Johnson or mm-hmm. um, in the past Oakley or Sprewell. You'll see guest appearances and cameos from them at the Garden. But uh, and uh, you know, I, and sometimes you hear them like talk to players or go in the locker room. But having mm-hmm. Ewing, who was like the franchise you know, uh, for the Knicks for like, you know, what, 15 years around yeah, here. Yeah, and have them talk to the guys. I think that's great. You know, they got to do more of that. Absolutely. And he, he said that he is looking forward to doing more of that, you know, because, uh, you know, um, Hewing is, you know, he's not a, a coach in the NBA. So, obviously, he's a head coach with Georgetown. So, he, you know, he's free to, you know, give advice to his his former team. You know, because it's not like a collusion type thing that he's talking to, you know, another NBA team, you know, while he's still under contract by another NBA team. So, right. 
now he's free to do so, and they're going to reach out to other other players, former NBA players, you know. Hopefully, I wish Oakley down the line, but, you know, with the relationship with the, the Knicks right now, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But, hey, you know, Fisdale looks like he's the guy who could potentially, you know, bridge that gap, right. hopefully. But we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, let, let's shift gears to um, Super Showdown, the WWE pay-per-view event that's going to go down on uh, this Saturday morning. You know, if, if you wake up early, I think it starts at 5 a.m. on Saturday. But no, Is it really 5 a.m.? Yeah, I ain't waking up that early to see. I'm going to have to watch the replay. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, yeah, it's going to start 5 a.m. because it's in Melbourne, Australia. Um but um yeah, let's just dive right into the show. Um, Becky Lynch, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm I'm picking Charlotte I'm picking Becky Lynch to win the title, even though it is foolish of me to pick against Charlotte because every time she's in the championship match, she always wins. So I'm probably after Saturday I'm gonna be kicking myself like, why didn't I play it safe? But I think it's a little too early for them to take the title off her hands, her 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 hands, because you know she's at a all-time popularity and she's always been a fan favorite. So it'd be a dumb idea from WWE to take the title off her her hands right now. Yeah, I agree. I think Becky Lynch is gonna win it. I think it's too early for her to lose the title. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch on that one. Yep, I think probably right now it might happen at Evolution or Survivor Series. But yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Then you have Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics, which is, of course, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce in a tag team match. Obviously, the Iconics, they're Australian. Um, you would think they'd have a home field advantage, but things how their heels and, you know, their mid-carters and, you know, people who are hometown heroes usually lose, especially when they're good, when they're, you know, you know, good, even though in this case, you know, the the Iconics are villains, I think Iconics will lose. I agree. I think they're going to well, lose as well. And not to mention they're facing Asuka. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't mean tough too, but, you know, Asuka's been undefeated for a while, even though after WrestleMania, she's, she, you know, she's been humanized a bit, but I think she's yeah. still good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I agree with your, with the with that. I think uh, she's gonna win as well. And then you got the the bar, which is Cesaro and Sheamus battling the five time WWE SmackDown champions, the New Day. And of course, you know that's uh, Biggie, Xavier Woods, and uh, Kofi Kingston. And of course, the the tag team title is on the line. Um, I could see it going either way, but I think New Day is going to hold on to it, just this one more time. Yeah, but me too. Yeah, I think I don't think they're going to lose it, so I see them holding on to the titles. All right. And oh, oh yeah, and a, a notable word, uh, no, a notable note, I should say. Try saying that five times fast. Um, did you saw SmackDown when uh, the bar poured um, uh, pancake batter on Mr. Booty's Worth, their butler? 
Oh, yeah, right. Right, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Guess who Mr. Bootywort is? Well, a past character? No. He is Dewey Foley, Mick Foley's son. Oh. Yeah, I found this out. I found this out like, uh, like, uh, what was it, yesterday? You know, when I researched, I'm like, wow, I never knew it was him. Because I'm like, what? This dude is like, this shit, he's not even selling it. I'm like, He's he's there on this cam you know his this camera time, it never you know like, you know occurred to me like so the same son that was uh well I don't know actually it was I think the daughter was crying when Undertaker threw McFoley off the cage, off the hell in the cell, but the son was there too with the mom I remember I think so but, and I think they were I think they were present at the um Beyond the Mat you know when 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 Rock and and Mankind had that. Hardcore match where where um the Rock hit him. Oh hit yeah, him, hit him thirteen chair shots. I think he was there too. I think all. Right. I think. I think he was there too. If I'm understanding me right, and now he's in WWE. So congratulations with him. You know. Wow. I heard that he works behind the scene. I think he's one of the writers. But um, it's, it's good to see you know. You know. Um, Foley's you know baby boy's son. You know. Is uh, yeah. following after his son's, uh, his father's footsteps. So, yeah. Um, moving on, there's Cedric Ale- Cedric Alexander uh, versus um, Australian native Buddy Murphy uh, for the cruiserweight championship. Um, I could see it. Uh, I would normally pick Cedric Alexander, but then again, who knows? Maybe they might make. An Australian guy, even though he's a villain, maybe they might make him win to change it up. Because as of right now, it looks like the towels are not changing hands right now. So uh, why not? I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna pick Buddy Murphy to win the cruiserweight title. Wow, this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go with Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I don't blame you. He's been the incumbent uh, champion. I think he's won ever since uh, Big E, not Big E, Enzo Amore had to, you know, vacate the title, uh, you know, alleged of rape, which apparently, you know, he was exonerated of, you know, the charges. Right. Not to mention he had heat backstage, so that also contributed to his um, release. Um, Then you have... um, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. And, of course, this is a no-count-out, no-disqualification match for the WWE Championship. Um, I've been I've been thinking Samoa Joe is going to win the title. But maybe, maybe, AJ, maybe AJ Styles is going to retain it one more time. And then he's going to most likely face the winner of the Miz-Daniel Bryan matchup. Um, but I think AJ, I, I, I think AJ Styles going to hold on to it one more time. What about you? Yeah, I think AJ is going to retain it. If Samoa Joe wins it, it'll probably be a Survivor Series. Yeah, that's my, that's what I'm thinking too. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's that's what he's going or or the um the Saudi Arabia thing. But most likely, most likely realistically, it most likely will be um Survivor Series. Yeah. Then you have. Um, Bella Twins, Brie and Nikki, and Ronda Rousey 
versus the Riot Squad. Uh, I don't Liv Morgan. I don't think she's going to be in the match because she got a concussion from Brie Bella uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so I don't think she's going to be in the match. Of course, you know Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan's going to be there. And I mean, come on, let's let's face it. Ronda Rousey is going to win. So that's that's that. Anyway, I think I look at Nikki cost her the win and turns heel. That's the only way I could see Ronda Rousey not winning. But I think Rousey's going to win. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey. I think they're going to win that match. Yeah, I think Nikki's going to turn on her eventually, but I think they're still going to get this W. W. So. Yeah. Up next, you got the Shield: Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins versus the Dogs of War, which is Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Six-man tag team match. Obviously, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre's tag team titles not, is not on the line, of course. But um, I could see this going either way. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm leaning towards picking the shield. But then again, Braun Strowman is desperate for a win, you know, because WWE has been killing his momentum at the expense of trying to get Roman Reigns over for the past four years. So, right, it would make a lot of sense for Braun Strowman to win because Braun Strowman has been taking a lot of L's towards, um, toward, you know, versus Roman Reigns. Oh, um, and, I'm, and yes, I'm counting the no disqual the disqualification the no the disqualification inside a Hell in the Cell match, which doesn't even make sense. I'm counting that as an L because it's it was a draw, and of course, as you know, the, a draw goes to the, the 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 reigning champion. So I'm counting that as an L for uh, Ron Strowman yet again. What about you? I'm gonna go with the Shield to win this. I think uh, they'll win this, and then. Um, Braun Strowman will probably blame the loss on Dolph Ziggler again, and mm-hmm. you'll eventually see Strowman and McIntyre turn on Ziggler. Mm-hmm. They're going to be here to show the world that beatdown. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and speaking of beatdown, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And yeah, I've been picking Daniel Bryan to win all these times, and I'm, I haven't learned my lesson. So I'm picking Daniel Bryan to win and finally get a a meaningful victory and become the number one contender against either AJ Styles or Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. So I'm picking Daniel Bryan. What about you? You know, I would love to pick Daniel Bryan in this spot, but I think it's going to be the Miz. (laughs) Seriously, I think it's going to be the Miz, and I think, you know, they're probably going to have the Miz uh, challenge AJ Styles. Or probably some type of triple threat, AJ Styles, Miz, Samoa Joe, something like that. Yeah, that'd so. be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, yeah. Then you got my man, Bobby Lashley, or as as uh, Leo Rush calls calls him, <laughs> John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. People who are two men who are are banned from Seattle for life after that that promo they hit on them when they uh basically dogged on the Seattle fans for losing the super super uh the Seattle Supersonics and they booed for at least five minutes straight, which I've never seen a reaction like that ever. I mean I've seen fans boo, you know, you say, 
okay, that team, you're, insert your team where you're at, your team stinks, who go, boo, and then they're just doing all of, uh, you know, Elias's catchphrases, who wants to walk with Elias, you know, and all that stuff. But they were legit PO'd, man. They booed. I've never saw anything like that. I've seen people boo, but never like that before. They, the, the Seattle Supersonic fans, uh, Seattle fans were PO'd because rightfully so. They lost their team for no reason because of greed. And, I, and you know, even though I'm a Seattle Super, Supersonic fan, I, you know, I'm with them because that, that, the, the, the Supersonics actually won a title with them in 79. You know, they, they love that team. Nine, the 90s, they had Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. That was a great NBA team. They, 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 there's no way they should have moved that team. To me, if a team is successful, you know, they have a, a huge fan base, like the, like the Hornets in the 90s, even though they, they didn't win a title as of yet, they should always keep that team in town. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, even though I know it's money-driven. What, what's your thoughts about the whole scenario? But that, yeah, that that was hilarious, you know, for the <laughs> audience to get on them like that, you know. But they, <laughs> Kevin Owens he, and uh, Elijah did a good job of, uh, you <laughs> know, talking over the crowd and yeah. getting them to boo even more loudly, you know. <laughs> and a lot of heat on them right now. So. Oh, yeah. But it's entertaining. Just- I wonder that this pay-per-view event was at uh, Seattle. Dude, that would be even more interesting. I know, yeah, that'd be crazy. I wonder, what, I wonder what's gonna happen when next time they go to Seattle. If this is gonna, <laughs> if this is gonna linger. That'd oh, be really man. cool. That'd be really cool if that happened. I might. Um, and then last but not least, you got the game, Triple H, with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and of course Kane. And his. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a single match and yeah, I'm just going to cut to the go straight to it. Triple H will win. Finally beat Undertaker cuz it's been a while. They he hasn't beat Undertaker probably since the Attitude Era. And these last these three WrestleMania bouts, he, you know, Triple H has you know been eating L's by the dead man. So this yep. is his time to get that W. And this is why I watched from the Jump Street when I heard that they were bringing this match up, I'm like, yeah, this is for Triple H to finally beat Undertaker, which hasn't been which has been a huge a while. What's your thoughts? I think uh, Triple H will win. Um, although I didn't think this match is a waste. I mean, we've seen it thousands of times before, but I guess one last time, you know. But yep. yeah, Triple H is gonna win. I agree with you on that. It'll be an end of an error again. Mm-hmm. And then Shawn Michaels will most likely fight Undertaker. If he does come But, uh, Mac, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of Sports and Legend. And hopefully I'll see you guys next week. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.